welcome to Hearts and Stripes, your one-stop shop for all things military marriage. I hope our discussions and interviews equip you with the tools to start or grow a beautiful marriage as we address the benefits and challenges of mill marriage. I believe life's most precious moments are worth celebrating, so I'll help you design your marriage blueprint in alignment with your core values. Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to Hearts and Stripes podcast. I am your host, Brie Carroll, and I am excited to be back for season five. Listen, this season is the roller coaster season. We're talking about the highs and lows in military marriage, and I'm really excited to talk to our special guest today, a MMD ambassador who works alongside us to really spread the mission for Military Marriage Day. And that is none other than Sarah Roberts. I am going to share a little bit about her background. She is actually an Air Force Reserve spouse for almost 10 years. She works alongside serving her husband's squadron through four deployments. She has two wonderful kids, and listen, there are ages six and two. I love that. They're right around the age of my kids. So I know that there's a party going on at her house as well. She served as a wing key spouse mentor, a reserve spouse mentor um, with MSAN and on her son's Cub Scouts. She is a leader. That's amazing. Sarah, we're so excited to chat with you a little bit to share more about your mill marriage story and to hear about that reservist lifestyle. So thank you so much for being on Hearts and Stripes podcast. Um, Thank you for having me. And hi, everyone. Yes, yeah, so I'm excited to dive into this conversation we're, we're going to hear a little bit more about you and your family. So let's kick things off by you sharing your mill marriage story. Um, so my husband, Russell, and I, we have been together um, about 12 and a half years. March 30th will mark our 10th wedding anniversary. <laughs> yeah, it's a big milestone. Um, we are a reserve, Air Force Reserve family. Um, and... So that looks a little bit different sometimes on, you know, on things. Uh, he does yeah. serve, um, he's what's called an air, an air reserve technician. Um, so he does the same job as a civilian as he does on the military side. So oh, wow. we're very blessed um, to where he gets to do this as a government employee all the time. So we really we're kind of different for reserve family, I think, um, because air force is our life. It's, it's everything that we know and everything revolves around it. Um, he is a aircraft mechanic on the A-10. Um, so we're stationed at Whiteman air force base. Um, being a reserve family, we actually have never, um, had to move. Um, but he has deployed five times um, in his 16 years, um, all five of those to Afghanistan, um, four of those while we've been married. Well, not while we've been married, while we've been together. Um, the first one was shortly after we had started dating. Mm -hmm. Um, 
when I met him, his squadron was already slated for the following year to go for about three months, if not longer. Um, so it was, it was kind of a different beginning to a military lifestyle (laughs) relationship because, you know, I feel like most of the spouses I've talked to, they had no idea, you know, what was coming at them or, um, what to expect really when they did get married, you know, either they dated in high school and then joined out of high school and Mm -hmm. it was a roller coaster for both of them and they both got to experience that or you know they dated but there was never a deployment or anything and then after marriage there were deployments and you know longer tdys and kids and um so i was very blessed um most people think i'm kind of crazy when i say that to go through a deployment as a girlfriend um but it really let me see what I was signing on for, um, and what life was probably going to be like. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> no, I love that. I love yeah. that, that different perspective on it because <laughs> we have a lot more, um, who aren't spouses yet. Right. Okay. And they are dating. Um, like people are dating a lot longer before they yeah. commit, take the leap into military marriage. And I think that is awesome that you can share that that was a blessing for you to yeah. kind of get some perspective. Yeah, it was, it was very nice. You know, it was hard, of course, like any other, um, you know, deployment, it was a little bit more lonely. And a little bit more frustrating, I feel like, um, because this was 12 years ago. Um, So at that time, they weren't quite as open with taking care of significant others that were not married. Yes. Yes. Um, They, you know, Air Force has really come a long ways in that aspect um, Mm. of actually reaching out and making sure that all significant others are taken care of. Um, But at that point, it was not that. Yeah. Um, so, um, but it was, it was a good learning opportunity. Um, and he actually, um, he came home in April, mid April. Um, and he proposed on my birthday in June. Aww, how um, nice. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is he said that they had alarms go off in the middle of the night, you know, mm-hmm. so they had to hit the ground. And when he hit the ground, he said, I knew I wanted to marry you because my first thought was, I wonder if Sarah's okay and what she is doing. Yeah. I'm halfway around the world. I'm in no danger whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and that was his first thought. Oh, <laughs> yay. I love that. I love that. And thank you for sharing that, that story. We always love a good love story, right? Uh, on Hearts and Stripes. So thank you for sharing that. And I think that's, awesome that you guys had that, that type of beginning where you did get that sneak peek into military life. And then he proposes on your birthday. And then you guys are off to the races into Air Force life, which is really unique that you mentioned that you guys have not PCS, which is great um, for the family unit in and of itself. And I love that um, because I have worked alongside members who are, who do the same position on the reserve side that they do, um, on the civilian side, I've seen several, um, had the opportunity to work alongside several members like that. And there's such a great benefit to that. The continuity is fantastic. 
Um, you still have that camaraderie there. You can really build a community. So, I, and for you as a spouse, you get to be, and it, and I alluded to this when I read your bio and talked about it a little bit, but you get to be such an asset to the wing, right? You've seen yeah. things happen, come and go, you know, the best places, you know, <laughs> you know, the connections yeah. in the community, it really is helpful for those families who are maybe yes. there are three or so years, um, and, and have to start over again and again. So, um, a big shout out to all our reserve families out there who get to help us, um, navigate from, from someone who has to pack up her house in June <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. to all the reserve families out there who we can lean on and just say like, Hey, you've kind of been here, done that. Show us the ropes of this community, um, share your insights. Um, and I think that's, that it's extremely valuable in this military life. Yeah. It's, it's very nice. Um, you know, I enjoy not having to move all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since my husband is from the local area. So it makes it nice for our kids. Yeah. Um, but I do also enjoy being that, like you said, continuity, you know, I've had several spouses, um, and several other key spouses, yeah. um, approach me and be like, Hey, you know, how has, how have you seen, how has the wing handled this? You know, what are the good places to eat around here? What, you know, how does this space handle X, Y, or Z? Um, and so it's nice to be able to help everybody kind of figure those things out. I love that. And I think that talks to your heart to serve. Uh, I'm really excited because we had an opportunity to nominate you for (laughs) the armed forces insurance, military spouse of the year program as one of our amazing MMD ambassadors. So let me just say here, thank you for what you do for not just Military Marriage Day, but also those families in the local community. You have been at this thing for some <laughs> time, and I hope that you just are enjoying getting loved on a little bit throughout this process. I am. I, I really appreciate the nomination. Um, it's 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 wonderful. It's a wonderful feeling. Um, I am very unused. I'm not used to having attention on me. I'm used to being the one taking care of everybody. Um, so it's a little bit different for me, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's nice. I'm enjoying it. Awesome. Well, we're glad that you're enjoying it. Let me ask you this, um, out of your experience as an air force reserve family, what is maybe one lesson learned that you've had, um, throughout this 10, 12 year military life? My biggest thing, you know, that I'm always telling people, ask, just ask questions, Mm, you know, whether it's of your spouse, um, you know, the first sergeants, their commanders, your key spouses, whatever it may be, even just fellow spouses, ask the questions. If you don't understand something, just ask, that's what we're here for. Yeah. I am one of the rare ones in my circle that understands all the acronyms. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because they get thrown at me and then I ask what, 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 what does that mean? Okay. Mm -hmm. I got that. Or, you know, certain protocols or the way things are done, you know, and even, especially for resources, you know, I, I find a lot of spouses and even members too. They're shy about asking about resources. Yeah. You know, okay, we have this issue. 
what do I do about this? Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really could use some help with finding a counselor because of anxiety or I, you know, we've had some marital issues or we've had yeah. whatever the case may be. You know, there's so much out there for us. You know, on the reserve side, it's a little bit different on what we can use. Yeah. But there's still so many resources out there that all of the people around you are so willing to help you with. And honestly, even most of us are just willing to be a listening ear for you. Yeah. You know, sometimes I don't, I don't want a solution. (laughs) I just want you to listen to me so that I feel heard. And that goes a long way. Um, And also don't get wrapped up in, or don't find yourself saying, I'm just a spouse mm, yep. because, you know, and I'm guilty of that. I have said, I'm just a spouse. I'm just a key spouse. I, d- but we are a valuable part of this military life. You know, we're what keeps the members going sometimes, you know, and if we weren't there to support them or encourage them, the mission might not get done or might not get done as well. So true. Don't ever let yourself get to that point where you don't see your value in what you are doing as military spouse. It's a very rough ride. um, And especially sometimes on the military or on the reserve side, we have our, you know, our civilian, our lives. um, But those support systems don't always understand the intricacies and the difficulties that go along with the military side of life. Yes. So it can be even more difficult. Um, So always just remembering that you do serve a very important part. Um, You are valuable and that you're never alone. Yeah. There's always somebody who's a phone call away that is more than happy to help you and help you through whatever it is. Yeah, Sarah, I love that so much because you bring up two really, really good points. One major lesson learned for all of us is to ask. And I think oftentimes we have this embarrassment or we don't want to look like we don't know, you know, we don't want to come off a certain type of way or we didn't want people to know that we have an issue. And really we're not meant to do this military life alone. And all of these resources are available to us, but if they are underutilized, they will go away. So our lack of knowledge, not wanting to ask, that's only a detriment to ourselves and to other people who may be in need of those resources and we're not taking advantage of them. I also love that you talked about not saying, I'm just a spouse yeah. um, because you're absolutely right. We can beat up ourselves a lot or put ourselves in these little boxes and, and just say like, oh, well, I don't want to make a fuss or I'm not the important one or what have you. And I think there's one thing to, to talk about, like uh, being humble or, you know, yeah. um, going through situations graciously and that type of thing. But not to diminish our value and not to diminish our worth and our contribution to military life. I think that's such a good point because you're absolutely right. I see that in military spouses throughout the branches. Um, We can be really hard on ourselves. And I think giving ourselves a little measure of grace would be helpful in, in every season. Oh, yes, very much so. 
I love how you talked about that rough ride. I'm going to just go ahead and throw my hands up because that's like our uh, season five symbol. When we talk about this being the roller coaster season, um, those highs and those lows. And you're right. Everything is not always sunshine and rainbows. It's not always great. Can you share maybe a challenge that you've had to overcome throughout this military life and um, give some perspective to someone else? that may be going through it right now? So my husband, um, like I said, he's deployed five times, um, four times in our relationship, two since we've had children. Um, And he actually, the most recent deployment he went on, um, our daughter was two months old. So I had a four-year-old and a two-month-old. And I was doing it all on my own Mm -hmm. for the most part. You know, like my son would go to the grandparents on the weekend so I could get a little bit of rest so I could sleep when the baby slept and, yeah, you know, um, but even with having all of that, I, I didn't ask for help. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't reach out and really ask for people to come and help me with the yard work or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know, I put way too much on myself. Um, yeah. and I think a lot of us do that. A lot of us try to be a super mom or super dad or you know, super woman, super man, whatever it may be um, for your, for your situation during those deployments. Um, but it would have been much better for my sanity. Um, it would have been less stress for my husband while he was deployed. Yeah. Um, if I would have just kind of reached out a little bit more yeah. um, kids have definitely been our, <laughs> where the trickiness comes in, you know, cause that following year, um, he was gone from February and through April, he was gone over 60 days Yeah, on TDYs. Mm-hmm. So trying to balance out the daddy's home, the daddy's gone, daddy's home, daddy's gone. That ever-changing schedule. It's yeah. so hard. Not, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard enough when you don't have children in the mix, trying to just remember that balance. But then when you have young kids who don't understand why dad's here and then dad's gone, yeah, you know, that's been our biggest, um, one of our biggest hurdles, honestly. Um, so finding ways that work for your kids to help fill that gap, to help them miss mom or dad a little bit less. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've been lucky that most of the time when he goes someplace, you know, he can still FaceTime us. Um, So that's helpful. But we also had um, photo blankets made. Oh, I love it. have a picture of them together. So my Mm -hmm. son has one um, and then my daughter has one. um, And then we have daddy dolls, which are awesome. Um, you know, you send in a picture of whomever it started off as for military families, but now you can have them made for anybody, even your dog. I love it. Um, And so each of my kids have a daddy doll that when dad's gone, you know, if they're missing them a little extra, we can pull it out and they can snuggle with daddy. Um, and they still have that picture and they can hold him. Um, and we've also done those recordable books. My son absolutely loves them. Those are his favorite thing in the world. You know, when dad's, when dad's gone and he's missing them at bedtime, he pulls out that book and, you know, it's like dad's home and reading to him just like he normally would. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but trying to find those little things that work for your kids in those times, not just during deployments, but TDYs or, you know, if you're on opposite schedules, my husband works night shifts. So my kids are in bed before he gets home. You know, my Mm -hmm. son doesn't see him during the week because of school and everything. So just finding those, those little, you know, pieces that kind of help make it easier for the kiddos and honestly for your sanity too. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I love that. Those are some amazing resources that you shared. And for those who are listening, we're going to drop links in the show notes so that you can take advantage of all of these different things. But thank you for sharing that because you're absolutely right on this roller coaster of a ride. (laughs) One of the lows and challenges is definitely separation and reintegration. And I think you bring up really good points of like finding different tools and tangibles to support not just ourselves through that, but also yes. our, our littles, because yep. you're right. They're the ones that I think are so like, they like routine. <laughs> they like yes. things to stay the same. Yes. That is not the case <laughs> in this military life. So helping them along the way, that's definitely something that is beneficial for them. Cause I know we can see that with our littles, we have three and they're eight, six, and four. And they're <laughs> around that age where it's like, you know, oh no, daddy, don't go. You know, if he's going on another TDY or a, why are you going? Like, what's going on? My <laughs> schedule, like the schedules are changed. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do want to also foot stomp another thing that you said. As we ride this roller coaster, one thing that I really hope, and I'm saying it for myself too, that flies off of us as we are getting whipped through the wind of this ride is all of those superwoman capes. We've yes. got to let those go. Yes. We we have to let them go. And I love how you said that, like, you thank you for your vulnerability. You didn't ask for as much help as you need. And I think oftentimes we put a measure on what enough help is. Yeah. Someone may, may listen and say, oh, well, you had grandparents nearby, so that was enough help. No, friends, listen, lean in for a second. Enough help whatever you deem as enough help means that the need is being met. So that may mean in one season that grandparents taking kids for the weekend might be enough in another season that may look like grandparents and a friend and a girl's night. And, you know, you speak to a clinician and you, you know, and you do something like it, it may mean a lot more and that is okay. It really is okay because I think we we put ourselves in these positions where we are afraid to ask for help, but also we're not a, we're not willing to be honest with ourselves when we need more help, um, yep. because the picture of a military spouse tends to be oh they can just muscle through and they can do and it's like no guys that's that's not the case it's it, can we do it sure but at what cost yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So we had attended a pre-deployment yellow ribbon event yeah. um, before the first time that he deployed. So we were dating mm-hmm. and one of the speakers, she said something and I, I hold on to it a lot, but I've started kind of trying to get away from it too. It's a very good point. You know, each branch has a motto. So, you know, like most, most well-known is Semper Fi for, for the Marines. Mm-hmm. Well, she said hers is Semper Gumby, always flexible. <laughs> 
you know, I mean, most people don't know who Gumby is anymore, you know, but he was a very flexible clay character. Yes. Um, and I've always loved that because I, you know, that does, it reminds me, hey, you know, things are going to change. Mm-hmm. Got to try to just kind of roll with flow. Yeah. But I'm also starting to kind of try to just remind myself that it's okay not to always <laughs> be as flexible. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're right. Yes. And I know that I personally, and I know a lot of us are probably the same, you know, I feel like I'm the one that's supposed to be helping you. Mm. You're not supposed to be helping me. Oh, Sarah, I'm you're talking about me right you. now. You're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where, you know, that's another difficulty is for those of us who are the helpers. Hey, it's okay for others to help you sometimes. Yes. It's, it's okay. It's not going to be the end of the world. If somebody sees your vulnerability that you couldn't do 101 tasks yeah. at the same time and keep your children alive and fed mm-hmm. and a little bit of sanity, like yeah. then it's okay. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I completely agree. I feel like that is something that I've had to remind myself a lot in this season. When we PCS back to Barksdale, it, it wasn't like how the season prior to when we were at Barksdale and I had yeah. to be okay with that. It was different, yeah. but I had to remind myself like Brie, don't overextend yourself to serve in all these capacities yeah. because yeah. in this season, guess what friend you need to be served. Like we have all these, you know, events <laughs> and military resources and things for the families. And it's like, yeah, you need give parents a break day. You yep. need to be served in this capacity. Like it is for you. I yep. definitely like you have the heart to want to serve others and help those around me. But there's something to be said about knowing when it's time to, to accept the help that's, for yourself. Yes. That's a very important thing to learn. It's a hard thing to learn for some of us. That's very yes. important. I love that. I love that so, so much. So it is my favorite part of every episode. And I get to ask you, since you were on the height, the hot seat, I like to say, when it comes to telling us and determining what our heart track is going to be for this episode. So the heart track, simply a theme song, maybe it's your wedding song, or it's just a song that aligns with kind of that lesson learned that you shared with us earlier. Sarah, let us know what our heart track is. For so this I think like I have, it's very hard one because I have a lot that I really love and that really just, uh, they make me happy. Um, but I think going with the military theme and just everything that we go through, I'm going to go with, I will survive. Look at that. One, I think. I you love know, it. There, there have definitely been some hard times where like I don't know how we're going to make it through this how are we going to make whatever work but you know what we always we always make it through we always survive it yeah <laughs> that is that is so true and it's such a good track so everybody tune in and listen if you need to play I will survive during one of those <laughs> low moments on this roller coaster ride yes. Sarah has hooked you up with a theme song <laughs> for <laughs> for that time frame. So 
Sarah, thank you so, so much for joining us, for sharing your male marriage story. Thank you for serving as an MMD ambassador. For everyone listening, show Sarah some love. Um, We'll be connecting and you'll see some of the highlights from this episode on Military Marriage Day on social media. That is because Hearts and Strikes is the official podcast of Military Marriage Day. So more to come. Sarah, thank you again. It is always a pleasure. And for everyone out there, strap into this crazy roller coaster (laughs) ride and stay mill marriage strong. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. This is Hearts and Stripes. We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.